It's good to be together today, isn't it? Thank you for being here, and we're here to worship together. And I, I just got to say, I want to thank everyone who's online, too. Uh, you are with us here, even though you're not in the, in the building with us. We're worshiping together today, and, and I just want to say that song gets me every single time. Every single time. Um, so one, one of the things that I typically do is on Saturday nights, after everyone goes to bed, um, I'll, I'll just, as I'm looking through my sermon notes, uh, I will... Uh, put on music that we're going to sing the next day. You guys know you can worship at home, right? You know, like when everyone else goes to bed, you can even sing like, like I do. And, um, and I got to tell you, I, I started listening. There's a song we're going to sing after this, I Speak Jesus. And, and I started listening to that and I just felt the spirit move. And then that song came on and I'm sitting in my family room and I... I'm sitting a few feet from where my mother passed away a few years ago. And I'm praising God with everything I have because he's faithful. He's been faithful every step of the way. And so today, listen, before anything else, I just want to acknowledge that God is good and God is faithful. And that's why we're here today is to worship him, to praise his name. And so it's Palm Sunday. This is a day that that's typically all about praising God. Uh, Palm Sunday is the day that, that Jesus entered Jerusalem. Uh, he he en entered in riding on a donkey and the, the people gathered around and they were so excited because the Messiah had come to Jerusalem and so they're waving palm branches and they're praising God. And so today is a day that's all about praise. And we're in our Terms of Surrender series. This is actually our, our last week of the Terms of Surrender series, and, and today we're going to talk fittingly about praising God. But, but I love the story we're going to look at today. It's Luke, um, Luke chapter 17, verse 11 through 19, and it's a story that is about a healing, but it's a story that I think in a bigger way is about our praise. And so we're going to talk about, during this, uh, during this message and in, in this story, we're going to talk about two kinds of faith. So I want you to be thinking about that. There's two kinds of faith. We're going to see them both in the story. So why don't you stand with me? Luke chapter 17, um, verse 11 to 19. I'll read it and you can follow along on the screen. It says, now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. You can have a seat. This is a great story. And, um, and in it we see a healing. Hey, can we get the monitors turned down a little bit or something? It's really loud up here. It's kind of booming behind me. My voice is hurting me. I say, I say <laughs> this is really terrible. I say that sometimes to Megan. I'm like, your voice is hurting me. That, I'm a terrible husband sometimes. <laughs> My voice is hurting me right now. Um, so if someone could get that bothered, thank you very much. Um, so Luke 17, 11 to 19, we see this healing. 
This miraculous healing, there's several healings um, that we see throughout the journey of Jesus, through the ministry of Jesus, and, and this one in Luke chapter 17 is kind of unique because most of the healings we see are healings of individuals. We'll see that Jesus will heal one person. Um, there are a few others, but this is one of the few times we see that Jesus heals a group of people, and that's significant. I think it's important for us to note that it's a group because that helps us understand what's really happening in this passage. And so we're going to look at it. We're going to work through it. This is one of those passages that, that there is just so much to it. We could talk for hours about it. There are lots of layers to it. But I want us to talk about two kinds of faith. So verse 12 says, As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Now, now I, I want us to get the picture here. We've, we've got 10 lepers. Leprosy is not something we see or hear a lot in these days, but, but in, in the biblical days, leprosy was a big deal. It was, it was a terrible disease. It is still around, by the way. I, I did some research, and there is still leprosy, but in the biblical days, it was, it was a terrible disease that you could get. And, and so we have these 10 guys who have leprosy, and, and there's, there's several different problems with being a leper. The first is it's just a miserable disease. Leprosy would, would begin to make sores on your body. You would start to get sores. It, it would kind of eat away at your body little by little, so you were physically suffering as you you know, progressed with leprosy, but, but it wasn't just the physical side of things. The physical side was terrible. And in fact, one of the things that I heard, I'm, I'm sorry, this is kind of gruesome, but, but leprosy, one of the things it does to you, it doesn't just give you sores and stuff, but it destroys your nerve endings. And so a lot of people with leprosy actually get injured because they can't feel pain. And so they say that, that there, there are actually cases where someone with leprosy falls asleep and rats chew their fingers off because they can't feel it, and they wake up the next day, and their fingers are gone. And, it, and so it's this miserable, I want us to get this picture, because these guys, there's 10 of them, and they're miserable, but it's not just the physical side of it. See, in that day, if you had leprosy, you couldn't be healed. You couldn't be cleansed. And so you were cast out. You weren't welcome to be around other people, you had to stay away from everyone else. So, so not only would you be dealing with the physical um, leprosy, but you'd also be dealing with the shame and the, the fact that you were a complete outcast. I, I feel like we got just a, a, a little bit of a taste of this over the last few years. And I'm not saying we had leprosy, but, but we kind of experienced a little bit of this sickness and this experience uh, I don't know how many of you ended up getting COVID, but, but when you get COVID, you have to deal with the physical part of it. And for some people, that was really terrible. For some people, it wasn't as bad, but there was the physical side of COVID. But then there was the, the difficult thing, which was not the physical side was difficult, but the other difficult side where you had to be separated from everyone else. You weren't allowed to be around even your family or other people. And so some of you may have gone through this. I, I have several friends that, that when they got COVID, they had to lock themselves in the basement or the room and they couldn't even be around their, their own family. They were unfit. They were unwell. And, and we just, we, we, couldn't, we, we couldn't have 
to be around each other, right? And so there was this separation. This is what the lepers were dealing with. They were dealing with sores. They were dealing with pain. They were dealing with separation. Now, can you imagine what we experienced during COVID when we were separated? Can you imagine that that is the rest of your life? These, these 10 guys are miserable. They're sore. They're hurting. They're wasting away and they're completely separated from everyone else. They are not allowed by the law to be near anyone healthy. And so they had to stay outside of the city. They were outcasts. And, and that's where we, we, we see this story. It's these 10 guys who are completely lost, completely outcast. And what do they do? They call on Jesus. It says Jesus is going into the village, and they see Jesus, and clearly they had heard something about Jesus. Clearly they had some idea of who Jesus was and what Jesus was capable of because they reach out to him. They, they don't get anywhere near him. They're not, it, it says even they kept their distance. They couldn't even get near Jesus, but they reached out with their voice, and they said, Master, Jesus, have pity on us. Another, another translation says, have mercy on us. They were, they were suffering, and Jesus was the only hope that they had. Listen, I, I, I want to put this in our context a little bit. Uh, I know that probably nobody in here is dealing with leprosy, but, but I would just be willing to bet that there are some of you that maybe are here this morning that don't feel worthy or don't feel like you should be in a church. I hear this sometimes where, where, you know, somebody's invited to church and they say, listen, I can't go anywhere near a church. I'm too bad. I'm too gone. I'm too lost. I'm too much of an outcast. Jesus was the only hope that these lepers had. And, and I just want to say today that, that if you're here and you're feeling that, you are in the right place. Jesus is the only hope for any of us. And so they call out and they say, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And they say, Jesus, you are our Master. I mean, they call him Master. And they say, have pity, have mercy on us. You're our only hope. And here's the good news today. Jesus doesn't say, get away from me. Jesus doesn't say, stop talking to me. Jesus doesn't say, go bother someone else. Jesus cares and loves them enough to respond. I want you to hear this today. If, if any of you here or any of you online are feeling like you're too much of an outcast or you're too lost or you're, you're too far gone, you are never outside the grace of Jesus. The 10 lepers, I mean, they, were, they weren't even allowed to be near other people. They had to stay outside of the city. They were wasting away, but Jesus responds because they were not outside of the grace of Jesus. And today, I want you to know you are not outside of the grace of Jesus. And so the best place you can go when you're lost, when you're broken, when you're hurting, when you're suffering, is Jesus. And, and Jesus responds, and I, I think this is a really interesting part of the story, because a lot of, what would you expect to happen here? These lepers, they, they say, Jesus, Master, have pity on us, have mercy on us, and what we would expect would be for Jesus to do something cool, uh, maybe like clap his hands and say, you're healed. Or maybe, maybe we've seen a lot of TV and hits him on the forehead and says, you're healed. 
Or, or maybe, you know, something huge and miraculous happens, and, and Jesus doesn't respond that way. Jesus says in verse 14, go, show yourselves to the priests, and as they went, they were cleansed. I want you to hear this. Jesus didn't say, you're healed. Jesus didn't say, go and you will be healed. Jesus just said, go and show yourself to the priest. Now, let me, let's talk about why this is problematic. These, these lepers weren't allowed to be around other people. They weren't allowed to go into the city. They weren't allowed to do that. And so what Jesus is asking them to do is a huge step of faith and obedience. They've said, Jesus, master, as in you are our master, we will be obedient to you. And what does Jesus do? Jesus says, okay, then go, show yourself to the priest. Now, why would they, what, what business would they have with a priest? A priest couldn't heal them. Priests didn't have that ability, but what a priest would do is if you were healed from leprosy, they would check you out and they would declare you healed, cleansed. And so if you were healed of leprosy, which not many people were, only the people that encountered the power of Christ, if you were healed, you would go to the priest and they would perform these rituals. They would touch parts of you. They would make sure and then they would say, this person is healed and whole and your life would be back. And so Jesus says, go, show yourself to the priest. He didn't say go and you will be healed. He said, go. And as they went, they were cleansed. As they went, they were cleansed. Can you imagine what they were thinking when Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest? I think if it were me, I'd be thinking, hey, how about you heal me first? Hey, hey, maybe let's take care of the, you know, getting rid of this stuff first, and then I'll go show my, it doesn't make any sense for me to go show myself to a priest, but I, I want you to see this. The first kind of faith we see in this story is the faith to be obedient to what Jesus called them to do. Even though it didn't make a whole lot of sense, Jesus, master, have pity on us. Okay, go show yourself to the priest. And they said, okay, it doesn't make sense, but we will go. And they start on their way, and they were obedient. The first kind of faith is the faith that knows that Jesus is our only hope and is willing to be obedient to what Jesus calls us to do. And that's where they were. I want you to see this. We are often called to obedience before we experience God's blessings. This is true throughout Scripture, that oftentimes Jesus or God calls us to obedience to do something, to take a step of faith before we experience the healing and the blessing. And so that's what happens here. Jesus says, okay, I'm your master. I go, show yourself to the priest, and as they went, they were healed. <clears throat> This is, this is uh, an awesome moment. Can you imagine these, these uh, 10 lepers walking away? They didn't have the promise of healing. They just had the faith to be obedient. And can you imagine that moment when they experience healing? It, in verse 15, one of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice and he threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him 
and he was a Samaritan. So, so let's, let's picture this moment. So we talked about the, the misery, the, you know, the, the soreness, the pain, the isolation. I, I mean, these guys had a death sentence, and not only that, but they couldn't live life normal. They were alienated from society, and they were miserable. And as they go away, do, do, do any of you wonder how they figured out that they were healed? I mean, do you, like, were they walking along, and all of a sudden we're like, hey, that spot's gone. Wait, that, I'm healed. Or, or did they look at each other and talk to each other and, and say, you look good all of a sudden. Or, or was it just this feeling that all of a sudden like they had been miserable for so long and all of a sudden it was gone? And I wonder about that moment, but, but what happens is as the ten are walking along, they feel it. They know it. They're healed. Listen to me this morning. I, I want you to hear this. Our God is a God that heals. None of you are outside of too far gone, outside of the grace of God. And nothing you're going through is outside of God's ability to heal. I really want you to hear that today. I know there are some things in our life that we think are, are too messed up. I know there are some sicknesses that, that we tend to feel like there's no hope for. We serve a God that heals. We see it all through Scripture. Our God is a healer. And so they, they're cleansed, they're healed, and we see their response. And this is what I really want us to, to focus on today is their response. So, so what's their response? Well, nine of them realize they're healed. That's five, that's nine. There we go. Sorry, I had to put the other hand up. Nine of them realize they're healed. I mean, imagine that moment. You're healed. You no longer have the sores. You're no longer hurting. Everything's okay. So what do they do? Well, they continue on. I mean, after all, Jesus said, go see the priest. And so nine of them continue on their way to the priest. Can, I mean, think about their excitement. Not only are they physically healed, but they're on their way to get their life back. Like that's that, they've experienced God's blessing and God's healing, and now they're, they're going to continue on their journey, and they're going to be declared whole, and they can go back and see their family, and see their friends, and be a part of society, and be healed. And so, so nine of them keep going, but there's one, and the one turns back. When he realizes he's healed, he turns back, and he goes back. I would imagine he probably ran back and fell at Jesus' feet and praised God and thanked Jesus for what he has done. I want you to see two kinds of faith here. There's the faith that says, I need Jesus. Jesus is my only hope and I will be obedient. And, and then there's the faith that seeks God's glory and praises God with everything. Two kinds of faith. One, that knows you have a need, that knows you need healing, and knows that God is the, the healer in the only way. And the other faith is this one that turned back and ran back and just said, there is nothing more important right now than for me to go back to Jesus and praise God and thank him. I, I want to point this out. The other nine were still obedient. 
They had still been obedient to what Jesus called them to. They continued on their journey. They didn't do anything outside of what Jesus had said. They just continued on. And for them, they did experience healing. But one really got it. One really understood that it wasn't just about the healing, but that they had been in the presence of the Son of God, the Messiah, the Savior, the great healer. And so what did he do? Praising God in a loud voice, he threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. He praised God. He ran back. He fell at Jesus' feet. He praised God and he thanked Jesus. I, I want you to, sometimes I think we're really good at, at being thankful for what, what God has done for us, but I want you to understand something. Worship is bigger than just being thankful for what God has done for you. Worship is not just about thanking God. It's about acknowledging who he is and completely surrendering our heart to him. It's one thing to say, I trust you, I will be obedient, and I will be healed. But it's a whole different thing to say, I've got to be back in the presence of the Savior, of the Messiah, of the Almighty God. There's two kinds of faith. This one's not a bad kind of faith. They experienced healing, but there's more there's more. And when, when the one realized that he was healed, there was nothing more important than for him to run back and fall. Think about what it says. It says he fell at Jesus' feet. He worshiped. What does falling at someone's feet show? It shows surrender. It shows worship. It shows, hey, you are God. You are the Son of God. You are the great healer. And I just want to humble myself and surrender. And he praised God. And he thanked Jesus. And so the first kind of faith says, I, I need something, and I'll, I'm willing to be obedient. But the second kind says, I need Jesus. I need to know. I need to experience. I need to walk with. Healing is really good. You know, sometimes we pray for things. We pray for a promotion. We pray for a, a situation to get resolved. We pray for healing. And, and listen, I, I don't, I don't want to downplay that. There, God heals and that's amazing. And oftentimes, God heals through our obedience and faith. But I don't want us to miss this today. We are in the presence of the Almighty God. We have the opportunity today not just to praise God when God does what we want God to do. But we have the opportunity to fall at the feet of Jesus. And praise the Almighty God in verse 19. Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. This is, this is crazy. Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. So let's talk about this. There were 10 of them. Nine of them experienced. They were obedient. They called him master. They were obedient. They had the first kind of faith. They went. They were healed. They were cleansed. They were made well, right? It doesn't say that they lost their healing. It doesn't say that they didn't experience, that, that all of a sudden they got leprosy back because they didn't run back. They had faith and they experienced healing. But then this one runs back and falls at Jesus' feet and praises God and thanks Jesus. And Jesus says, rise and go for your faith has made you well. I, I want you to see something really cool in the text. And verse 14, going back, it says, when he saw them, 
He said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. The word used there is katharizo. And that means to be physically cleansed, to be healed. In verse 19, he says, then he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. The the word used there in verse 19 is sozo. And that's not talking about a physical healing. That's talking about salvation, being saved. So I want you to see this. There's a faith that says, okay, I have no other options. I put my trust in you. I'll be obedient. I'll follow you. And we follow along and we trust in Jesus and and we can experience God's blessing. But there is a faith that's much deeper that says, I need more than just healing or a new job or something else. I need more than just what I've received. I want to be at the feet of Jesus. I want to cry out. I want to praise God. And there's more than just Catharizo, the physical healing, there's something so much greater than that. There's sozo, salvation, spiritual healing, a complete wholeness. Jesus says, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Listen, today, I want us to respond. I want to start by just saying this. I believe that God is healer. In fact, I want to tell you something that happened to me last night. Last night, we had the opportunity to go to the, the CCV um, gala and, and be a part of that. And I was sitting at this table, Megan and I were sitting at this table with some people we hadn't met before. And we were talking about some of my physical struggles that I've had, the, the heart stuff that's been happening. And this lady at our table, she looked over at me and, and she said, you know what you need to do? She said, you need to speak Jesus over your heart. She said, scripture tells us that God is over that stuff, that God is above all that, and that God is healer, and you need to speak Jesus over your heart. And can I just be really honest with you? I was like, yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, that's all fine and good. I mean, I've prayed about this. And in all honesty, I was kind of like, okay, I'm going to move on. And when I got home and everyone was in bed and I started listening to the worship music, the song that came on was, I Speak Jesus. We're going to sing it here in a second. And it wasn't because some lady told me to, but it was because I sensed the Holy Spirit there. And I said, I don't know what's going on with me, but I speak Jesus over my heart and over my body. And I know, I know that God can heal. I know that God is healer. Listen, today I know that some of you are struggling and some of you are hurting and you got stuff going on. And and I want you to know that I believe and we believe and the Bible says that our God heals. And I'm not going to promise you anything. And I'm not going to tell you I got up and ran around and did cartwheels or anything like that. But I'm going to tell you that I believe I am healed. But I, but I, it's not just about, I'm not trying to claim some supernatural, I'm just telling you that God heals and I believe I'm healed, but there's something so much bigger than that. And that's that for about an hour, I fell at the feet of Jesus. And I said, God, whether my heart is fine or not fine, whether I experience troubles today, tomorrow, whenever, 
right now. I surrender all. Listen, I, I really do believe that God's done a work in my heart. But that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is that today, tomorrow, the next day, that I fall at the feet of Jesus and praise God and have a faith that's bigger than just physical healing or better things. I have a faith that says you are God, you are Messiah, you are Savior, and you are worthy of all of my praise. Today I want to ask you to respond. And maybe there's some of you in here that are struggling with some things, and, and listen, I, I'm, I'm not a guy that's going to come hit you in the forehead and tell you that I, I, that's not my business, but I will tell you this, there's no better place to go today if you're struggling and hurting than Jesus, the great healer. So maybe for some of you, the response is, I'm going to speak Jesus' name over what I'm experiencing, and I'm going to be obedient and listen, there's a, whether I had some supernatural physical healing or not, there's obedience that I have to take going forward. I can't just go and live however I want. I am called to be obedient to my Savior. And so I need to be healthy. I need to live right. So, so listen, today, if some of you are struggling here, I want you to respond, and if there's something you need to take to the feet of Jesus, and you need to say, God, I just want to speak Jesus' name over my, my health, over this situation, over this broken relationship, I want to ask you to respond and do that. But I don't want, I don't want anybody in here, I don't want anybody watching online to walk away this morning without really, truly falling at the feet of Jesus Surrendering everything you have. This series, Terms of Surrender, is about us giving everything, saying, you are my Savior and I surrender all. Today, don't walk out of here without truly praising God. Don't walk out of here just looking for a better life or a different situation. Truly respond to God's word. So the worship team's gonna come up and we're gonna sing that song. I speak Jesus. And there's several ways you can respond, but please, please, don't miss the opportunity today to truly worship and humble yourself before our Savior. There's a, a table right over here where if you need prayer, we've got people that are gonna pray for you. You can walk over there. If there's something you're dealing with and you just need someone to speak Jesus over you, go over to the corner right over there and they will pray over you and God is healer. Right next to it, there's the praise wall. And first service, I just felt like, how can I not go praise God? So I went and wrote some stuff on a card and put it there. There's communion. If you just want to experience the body and blood of Christ that was shed for you, you could go take communion and then there's there's the cross and some altars. And maybe you just want to go kneel at the foot of the cross and praise God. Listen, however you want to respond today, that's fine. But please, please don't go through the motions. Please don't miss the fact that we are here to worship the Almighty God. And please don't walk away just with Catharizo, but experience God's saving sozo. Today, if there's anyone that's, that hasn't given your heart completely to God, 
If there's anyone that's been living a half journey or if there's anyone that's been coming to church or watching church but you haven't fully surrendered everything, there is no better time than right now to pray and say, God, I fall at your feet and I want your salvation more than anything else. Let me pray for you and then let's respond. Stand with me. Father, I pray for each person in here and I thank you for your word and I thank you that we see that you are a healer and I thank you that we are not left alone, cast out as outsiders. We're not outside your grace, but that you love each and every one of us and that your grace is sufficient. And so right today, Lord, we acknowledge we have faith in you and we wanna be obedient to you. So I pray we would be obedient in responding. But Lord, today I pray for, for Sozo, for salvation. Lord, if there's anyone in here that, that hasn't taken that moment to surrender everything and to say, I will follow you, I will give you everything, and I will trust you, I pray that right now they would, they would say that. They would pray to you, and they would offer their heart to you. Lord, as we sing this song, there is power in your name. And so I pray that you would just, your spirit would move. I pray that we would fall at your feet and praise you. And if we need healing, if we need, if we need you to help us in some way, Lord, I pray that we would, we would put all of that at your feet. But help us not to go through the motions. Help us to experience your glory, to worship you, to praise you with everything we have right now in Jesus' name. Amen.